Pod Chef. Pod Chef. Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pie, y'all say chef, pie chef. You listening to Pie Chef? It's a podcast about Top Chef, and that's a broadcast. It's on TV, and you can watch it. They got 19 seasons, that's a lot, kid. But you can skip those. We do recaps about the whole show, not the food though, but the other stuff. Yeah. You're now listening to Pod Chef, the only official podcast about the TV show Top Chef, with your hosts Jamal, Brian, and Reeves. And I only said their first name. Cause I don't know everyone's last name And I'm trying to be polite Now enjoy the show Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Pod Chef And maybe you're right now, you're at home Or in your car Or in the train Or, I don't know, taking a walk Or trapped in a trunk and all you have is your phone and your and your airpods and you're just like you know gotta listen to something and you're like this doesn't sound like jamal Mm-mm. well you're right jamal's not here folks this is this is new yeah we've never been jamal-less this is his first time he he was priding himself on his attendance record and mm-hmm. how he, he was well, always he got, here yeah he i think last year tom gave him uh, perfect attendance. He got perfect right, attendance. For the last couple of years, he's gotten perfect attendance. Yes, which adds up. He he shows up and he wears that as a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. Um, but today he had to miss because mm-hmm. um, I mean I think he's okay with us talking about it. He did. Yeah. He had surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know people probably have noticed in previous episodes that Jamal was, you know, hornier than maybe he had been before. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, some of the comments that he was making were very horny, uh-huh. and he noticed. Yeah, um, he talked to his doctor about it. Mm-hmm. His doctor was like, "That is a problem." I let me. He, well, his, first of all, he got he got a cat scan to okay, ensure that you know he was maybe too horny. Because mm-hmm, that or, shows up. Yes, it shows up on the cat scan. The yeah. doctor came in, you know, took his glasses off, and he said. Jamal, I'm sorry I have to tell you this, but you're way too horny, and we're going to have to operate on you. And nobody wants to hear the big H word Mm-mm. that you're horny. You no, know? it's devastating news. Yeah, you got to tell all your friends, and maybe you don't want to tell them. Maybe it's your, like it's the silent battle that you're facing yourself. Yeah how do you how do you broach that topic with friends? I mean, especially family. You know, you know, you have to tell them, and they're yes. going to love you no matter what you say. Right. And you feel yes. like you can be vulnerable with them. Most people, some people, yeah. But your friends, I mean, that's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, to talk about like, hey guys, just want to let you know, um, I'm not going to be around for a little while. I've got a serious condition that my doctor told me about. He let me know. You know, I've been feeling for a while that I was maybe, you know, too horny. I was feeling extra horny, <laughs> and my doctor confirmed that it was that was the case, and that it needed surgery to fix it because I don't want to be that horny all the time. Right? Yeah. That's you know can be painful. Oh gosh, yeah. I uh, this 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 is a good time to to just like repeat, guys. If you think that you might be too horny, 
talk to your doctor. I know I know it sounds mm. like it might be an embarrassing conversation. And yeah, maybe, but like maybe maybe make a joke out of it. Like let's, you know, okay, let's maybe it's early to go to the writer's room, but I think we should. Let's just go to the writer's room for like we can go one in the writer's second room. And yeah. pitch pitch some ways that you could maybe broach with your doctor that you're feeling too horny to break the ice. Yes. Okay. Let's get in the writer's room. Um it looks okay in here. It does. It looks it looks pretty nice like someone has refurbished some of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's been in here since I was gone. At least it like burned down or something. But yeah, something happened to it. it who knows? Who nice, remembers? Though, and there is catering now. Okay, that's good. A lot of fruit. Um, mostly fruit. So I think we should <laughs> we should come up with maybe like a a nice commercial ad. Okay, so I here's here's my my start. So okay. it starts purple screen, white lettering. Okay. Uh, the song. Oh, me so horny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's play, right? <laughs> but it's, maybe it's like a slowed down octave lower version. Yes, and maybe um, like a like yeah, it's like a so woman cool. singing. <laughs> like yes. all the trailers do nowadays. It's just like a slowed down version of the. Of, of the famous song that we all know, which might be racist to sing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> hey, right in. Song. That's review. the song. That's this the song. Is, I was talking about the song. And yeah. I mean, this and this is a writer's room. So things stay in the writer's room. Yes, you, know you can't I mean? get canceled in the writer's room. Mm-mm. So, yeah, so that's playing. Uh-huh. And then, you know, white lettering comes up. Are you horny? Mm-hmm. And then it says, you know, clear. And then too horny yeah and that's when the song switches to a a version of the song that's been updated to fit this situation where it says oh yes. me too horny <laughs> hell yes <laughs> yes and then that that's that's good so mm-hmm. this yeah. that's you're doing good work there <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then bam doctor on the screen Mm-hmm. In a lab coat, coat. Yep. yep, stethoscope. He's got everything. Big, and he looks like he's glasses. from the seventies, but he's modern. Yeah, he's modern man. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, at, at most, born in the seventies. Yes, you know? you'd hope so. Anything younger than that, you can't trust him. Can't. Yeah, well, like I want a duty Hauser over there. <laughs> no way. Trying to tell me how horny I am. Opening me up to fix my horniness. No thanks. Yeah, right. Got a right on me where to fix that. Um, and he. So he's uh uh well okay so I'll pitch it to you what what should he be doing prior to is it like straight at camera like he's pointing at you like are you horny do you I need think, it fixed or I think maybe he's doing something and he's like a oh hi like he gets like yes. he's he's so he's like let's say he's like eating takeout he's okay got, he's got he's he's got the traditional takeout Chinese um cardboard uh bucket and he's got his like chopstick and he's like eating i assume it's like a lo mein yes i think there's noodles noodles are getting all over him and again he is in his lab coat he's got a set scope and i'm thinking he's maybe like in the driver's seat of his parked car like in the garage (laughs) of the hospital (laughs) he's like on break but he doesn't want to really eat in there because people are constantly bothering him so he's got to eat in his car whenever people don't notice this but when you see a doctor don't ask them doctor questions they get asked all the time that's all the time and they're off hours sometimes and so you need to respect their distance yeah occasionally i guess 
Um, so he's yeah, he's slurping up some low main. It's getting mm-hmm. all over his face. The white coat is like got little specks of like brown and like yellow. <laughs> and he's, he's really like into it. He's getting into it and he's like loving the food, but he is pissed that he's getting his lab coat messy. <laughs> so he's, he's kinda like he's slurping like, up and he's like, Yeah, he's like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like padding it a little bit, but the padding in it is making it it's, worse. Yeah, you can't yeah. it's it's white and this is oil based. It's not gonna it's this is this is ruined. You gotta bleach it when you get home. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how does he get into the horny stuff? <laughs> <laughs> so he, so okay, yeah, he's slurping up the noodles, he's damn it. Ugh, yeah. Just just wash this coat. My wife is gonna fucking kill me. Yeah. Ugh, and he's like, oh, I didn't see you come in. Uh-huh. Hi, I'm Doctor, and this is a doctor, and he's probably Italian, so he's Doctor um, uh, Pupatella. Pupatella, um, yeah. Okay. And uh, he's like, "Hi, I'm Doctor Pupatella," and yeah. um, and uh, and maybe after that he says, "Yeah, I know, I know." <laughs> he heard his whole life. He heard his whole life, yeah. so he's like, he's in on the joke. Yeah, he's like, Hi, he I owns know, it now. Right? Yeah, yeah. He, He's like, yeah, yeah. Well, you can't tell me anything I've heard already. Yeah. He's like, uh, but you know what isn't funny? Being too horny. Yeah. It's not funny. It's not a laughing matter. Unlike my last name, which (laughs) I've come to learn is fucking hilarious. (laughs) It's very funny. Yeah. I just said people like break. They lose everything. They just like fucking lose their shit. Oh, yeah. My name. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, and then he gets like, yeah, he's getting real serious about it, and he's like, if you're feeling extra horny, hornier than usual, <laughs> go to your local doctor and get it <laughs> checked out immediately. <laughs> yes. And then, and then maybe, and so I'm imagining this, it's kind of like profile, and he's turned, maybe window down the car. Yep, yep, yeah, the camera's outside of the car. Yeah, and he's turned to it, and I think at this point, it cuts to another side. He has to roll down the passenger window, Mm -hmm. and he continues with his pitch. Yeah, and he's like, and if you're wondering, maybe you're like, is my amount of horniness too much? How do I know? Mm -hmm. And he says, that's a great question, and he pulls out a chart, and this chart, it goes from like green to red, top to bottom, Sure. and the green is like not horny at all. Mm. And green means that's what you want to be. You want to be not horny at all. Yeah, you want to run in the green. Mm-hmm. That's a safe horniness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For and, most and men, it, and I mean, this does affect, um, you know, <laughs> some well, let's women. Be, some women. Some women, you know, some. But I think I was looking at the numbers, and it's very low in terms of the ratio of men to women. <laughs> and you know, but like, you can't ignore that though. You know? No, you shouldn't. And I think that's a problem. Some of the doctors yeah. are like, well, this doesn't really happen with women. <laughs> so and it's, hey, it's fucked up. That's, fucked and that's up. on the doctors. Yeah. And Dr. Pupatella recognizes that. And mm. he, and he does say that he says, look, I know all my paperwork says men, but I'm talking to you ladies too. Yeah. Ladies, it can happen to you too. Yeah. Green, not horny at all. Yellow, pretty horny, fairly mm-hmm. horny. And then red is very horny. And and beside each one, it has like examples of what you might be doing or thinking that would make you think that what what level you are. So green, which is not horny, maybe you are reading a book. Yeah, you know, and like not feeling horny with the book unless something horny happens in the book, and then you're allowed to feel horny. Yes, it's a respectable. Maybe you're reading something that's you know can be kind of sexy. Maybe maybe like Pride and Prejudice. There's there's mm-hmm. a, there's some vague sexiness to that. Some looking, some longing glances that mm-hmm. are like okay, okay, I'm feeling this, but pretty safe and appropriate. Yeah. 
that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yellow, it says things like, you know, maybe you're like reading a book, but you're like getting horny at the things that like aren't necessarily sexy. That's right. You know, like maybe you're like, oh, look at this comma. And yeah. that's kind of getting you going. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're reading, um, you're reading war and peace mm-hmm. and there's just like parts of it that are very grim mm-hmm. and you're like, your mind just starts to wander if like, okay, well, what about the scenario? What if, what if this guy comes in <laughs> and he's all worked up, you know? So it's kind of like you're writing on the fly and you're turning yeah. things that aren't horny. You're yes. making them horny. Yeah. And maybe, you know, if you're at that point, it's time to start thinking about it. You don't have to go to the doctor yet. Mm-hmm. Just be aware of it. Yes. Know? I think if you went to the doctor and you mentioned it, they'd be like, listen, this level of horniness, you're in the yellow zone. It's manageable, but you really, you gotta start managing it. Yeah. Either mm-hmm. you start managing it or gonna have to intervene. Yes. Via surgery. Yes. So then mm-hmm. there's the red. And the red, of course, is too horny. And so next mm-hmm. to that, the example is like, you know, you're like reading a book. Yes. And... And you fucked the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you asked the book first, of course. Hundred percent. Yes. But you do end up having sex with a book. Mm-hmm. And whatever and that means to you, you're, if if you're picturing it right now, that's yellow. And that's okay. Yeah. And I mean, sex is a lot of different things. Doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, you know. Penetration. Yeah, you're sticking your wiener in there. It doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be that. Sex could just be, you know, holding hands with a page or something like that, uh-huh. you uh-huh. know? But uh, any of those things is wildly inappropriate, too horny, um, and you do need to see a doctor so they can they can operate on you and get some of that horniness out. Yeah. So, Jamal, we're wishing you all the best. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get well soon. Happy recovery. Um, oh, we should leave the writer's room. Oh yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Let me. Um, I'm gonna put back some of this fruit. I have been. Okay. I've, uh, I put a lot in my pockets. Oh wet. yeah, you're probably. You put a whole bunch of grapes in your pocket, and then you kind of sat down your back pocket, and they just smashed. <laughs> I thought it would be fun, and mm-hmm. it was just wet. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully no one's mad at us. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I, so this is a pod chef. Um, mm-hmm. Reeves is here. Uh, yeah, today baby. he's second Mike as always, and I'm first Mike. And if you uh, aren't down with that, I got two words for you. That's before I think where I said pot chef. So I'm not gonna do that again. <laughs> so we have a lot of stuff to cover today in that we have nothing to cover. Uh-uh. Um, a little peek behind the candelabra is that Jamal is normally the person who writes up this lovely episode recap. With descriptions and mm-hmm. he puts a picture of his food in there, and and it's really good to help us follow along with what's happening. Didn't do that. Reeves and I are very nope. busy. No, we don't have time. Uh, that is true. Jamal does a lot of work in that way for each episode. He does put a picture of his food in there, which is nice. We don't send nope. any pictures of our food at no, all. No one gets to see it. I barely remember what I made until the podcast. I'm often looking through my phone to figure out what I made during the podcast. <laughs> so he's very prepared. So if this seems unprepared in any way, hey, it's because Jamal's not here. Yeah. So. And you know what? It'll get better mm-hmm. because he'll be back next week. We yes. Think. Yeah. We'll probably make him. We do have um, 
a page out of Tom Colicchio's travel journal, though, to oh, to 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 share with you. And that's exciting. And at least Reeves, because Reeves can give us, you know, a firsthand experience of what this is. So this is just Tom Colicchio's yeah. part of the story, and Reeves was there for most of this, so he can tell us like if he's exaggerating, if he's lying, if he's like leaving some things out intentionally. Sure. Yeah, I'll um, fact check this. Do yes, you know? Please. So what what page is this? This is day forty three. Day forty three. Okay. Okay. We're deep in this. We're deep in. Yeah. Yeah. This is a short one. Um, seems like you might have been in a hurry. Mm. Uh, so, okay. Day 43. Today I ate a bug. It didn't taste as good as it looked. Reeves told me not to eat it. He said, quote, don't eat it. But I did. Because he's not the boss of me. But now I wish he was the boss of me because it tasted bad. Sometimes it's hard to be on top and be the boss because there's no one making sure you don't bonk your head on the ceiling. Colicchio out. It was a huge beetle. It could. It was so big. He caught it and he said, hey, look at this. And he was just kind of hanging it over his mouth. And I was like, you don't want to eat that. That's disgusting. And it's not going to make you feel good. Yeah. And then, of course, he said, you're not the boss of me. And he yeah. ate it. And then he just kept spitting and going, ugh. <laughs> Ugh! Gross! Ugh! You hit him with like I told you so. Well, I mean, I just had done that so much this trip yeah. that I felt I knew that he knew. So it's like I don't have to like rub it in his face. So I was yeah. more of like, "Hey, do you want some help or anything like that?" And he was just like, "No!" Ugh! Yeah, he didn't put anything on. He didn't prepare the bug in any way. He just ate it, which is very surprising for yeah. a man who is a cook. Yeah, um, yeah. he's. I mean, he was constantly trying to eat things raw out there. He's like, I'm gonna get some tartar, some tartar mud, and he would just eat some mud. <laughs> it was the same thing where he'd just go, Ugh! it's disgusting. Yeah, he, yeah. He, I think you were telling me that anything he eats that's not cooked, he's like, "No, it's a tartar," or like, "Or like, this is a ceviche." He'd be like, yeah. no, this is a ceviche. It's this fine. This is a nice ceviche. He's it's like, fine. I'm gonna put it in some water, and the water will cook it very slowly, like a ceviche. Uh-huh. I'm like, I don't think it's acid, and I don't think you want to put that in acid. That's a piece of bush. <laughs> so <laughs> he eats it. Yeah. Wait, hey, you know what? You can eat trees. I didn't learn that from Tom. I learned that from Malone. Yeah, you eat the, you carve a tree and you eat like the inside of it, and then one person did okay. One person got really sick. Because <laughs> there's can no you imagine? Fat trees. Yeah, that's the reason I don't eat them. Not enough yeah. fat. No. <laughs> but I do every time I go outside. I see a nice big juicy tree. I go, oh mm. boy, I'd like to eat one of those. Yeah, nature is, you know, people want to order food, you know, chef, last night I pr- procured for you. Mm-hmm. Go outside, eat a tree. Yeah, there's trees everywhere. There's food all over the place. You can yeah. just carve open a tree, eat it, and then it will really fuck up your stomach because <laughs> you just ate a tree. Yeah, and then maybe you ate the tree and you're like, that tasted not good, but, you know, I didn't die. But then you don't poop for 15 days and you Shocking. get sent home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can sit home because you couldn't have a poopy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, again, this podcast educational. You yes. can eat trees. Yeah. You just won't poopy. Um, let's move on to a segment we do every week. Uh, it's called Chefs I Prepared for You. That's right. And the way that we play this game is that one, it's not a game. Mm-mm. And that two, 
is we say what we had for dinner last night. That's right. And only last night. And we do it like we're presenting the food to the top chef judges, which are Tom, Gail, Padma, sometimes Toby, occasionally a famous guy like freaking Todd English. Todd English. We all know who he is. He's hot. We'll get into him. And there will be a winner. This Mm -hmm. is last night. Only last night. And I usually go last. But since I'm hosting, should I go first? You got to go first now. Your first chair. Okay. Chefs, last night I prepared for you um, frozen yucky pizza. Really gross. They were not good. Oh, no. um, They were that guy. He's dead now, but he sells all his pizzas. You know the guy. He was in movies, and now he has food, and all the profits go to. Oh, Paul Newman? Paul Newman. Yeah. Paul Newman pizzas. They were pretty bad. It definitely wasn't as good as Cool Hand Luke. These were, these were, yeah, that was him. These were veggie pizzas. So Carrie had a cheese pizza. I had their buffalo, their take on a buffalo chicken pizza. And my review of their take on a buffalo chicken pizza is that they can have it back. Like if they want to take it back, please take it back. Please take this off my hands. I don't want it. I even dressed it up with some additional Franks, Mm. a little blue cheese dressing on there. And uh, didn't. It didn't do it. But you know what? It cost two dollars. It was on sale. Holy shit. <laughs> it was on sale. <laughs> That's a shocker. Two dollars. And yeah, this I is a full pizza, like a large a full pizza. pizza. Yeah, I think it was like regularly priced like $7.99. It's one of the things where it was like on sale. Plus uh-huh. like another sale sort of thing. Where it's yeah. like final sale price, a dollar ninety nine. You're like, I can't not get that. Yeah. And then yeah. I should have not got that. That's a- so was it just that it tasted like shit or like how was like was it too soggy was the bread bad it was like a flat pizza and it it accomplished that pretty well it was flat and it Mm. had like a decent crisp to it that's what you want out of a frozen flat pizza but it just had no flavor other than that like it really didn't taste like anything you know it tasted like Mm. the blue cheese and the franks that i put on there but other than that it had no flavor really Needed yeah. some seasoning. Needed some salt on there. A little salt on that bad boy. That yeah. would bring it out. Um, I'm not a big fan of chicken on pizza. I'm trying to think of a scenario that I would like it. It's just I'm a huge buffalo chicken pizza guy. I don't think I've had it enough to like have an opinion on it. It's pretty good, in my opinion. How so, big are the chunks of these chicken? These were little. These okay. were little. That makes like sense. Sometimes we go to a place that does, does like a fancy buff chicken slice, and then yeah. it'll be like a breaded chicken cutlet cut up. Seems like a very New York thing, like a breaded chicken cut, like cut up, like bigger slices, big hunks. Right. And they'll do like buffalo sauce instead of marinara cheese and they'll put like ranch on it. And um, that's really good. That sounds good. I feel like. How are your poops after something like that? You know, my poops in general are not good. So <laughs> I feel like that, I mean, <laughs> sounds really bad. Yeah, it's just one of those days. Like, it's not notable. I'm not going and being like, okay. oh, no. It's just like, oh, there, there we go again, you know, sort of thing. It's all going off. Yeah, I can't trace it to one thing exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Chefs, I prepare for you spaghetti with meat sauce. Okay. That's it. Regular pasta? Were you talking just spaghetti, spaghetti? Regular pasta, spaghetti. Um, 
just some ground. Very, I feel like this is a very '90s suburban. I'm sure a lot of people still do this, but it, to me, it's like frozen. It's like something that my mom would make. It's just yeah. like spaghetti, meat sauce, ground beef. You put the marinara sauce in it. You're talking can you like a, a canned tomato sauce? Yeah. Is this? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I wasn't making my own. This this was very. It's one of those things where it's like I could put that together. I mean, anyone could put that together in like 20 minutes. Yes. 20 minutes, 15 minutes. You can get it done pretty quickly. And that's a yeah. pretty hearty meal. Yeah. So, you have a, a preferred marinara brand? Like what What was this brand of marinara? I think it was whatever. I, I, listen, I'm a fan of those Whole Food brand stuff. I don't like those. The Whole Foods ones are bad to me. They aren't really great. Well, I think they're pretty good about like limiting the amount of salt and sugar they put in stuff. I think it needs salt and sugar in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, and I mean, they have fat-free ones and like no salt added ones, which like you really can taste it. So I get whatever just the regular marinara. Sometimes I get like the basil one as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's it's fine. I mean, if you season the, the ground beef enough and you season like the marinara sauce as it's like you're mixing everything in and it tastes fine. Yeah. And then of course you put a little parm on top. Mm-hmm. Fresh grade, the little like the little fresh like... gra- Oh, I freshly grade that bad boy. Oh, wow. You got the yes. block sitting in the house? I got the microplane, baby. Wow. So I okay. use that. Make a little mountain on top of a molehill of uh, <laughs> spaghetti. Turn it into a big deal. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's what we had. Okay. Not that's very good. exciting. It, it's it was the last minute thing. It is a very traditional, like, what, mom, what's for dinner? It's spaghetti. Yeah, and spaghetti. It's, you know, and it's not, it's good. It's good. I feel like that, what was in rotation for my mom? That, salmon, okay, and then, like, mom. a chicken. Yeah, my mom really liked salmon a lot. Oh, and we, we have a little bit of a French chef. He was not happy that I made that last night. No. <laughs> he says, this is not. He said, this is not French, and nor is it good. <laughs> and disgusted. He spit it out. He refused to help me. Um, yeah, Sam, my mom really likes salmon. So we had a lot of salmon. And then, like, I think there was, like, one chicken dish that was, like, chicken and, like, white wine and, like, artichokes or something like that. Wow. And I feel like those were, like, the three things that we had. Those were, the, like, the rotation. Wow. Yeah, we did. It wasn't anything like that in my house. Um, but my mom always cooked. Did your dad cook? Uh, no, my dad, classic dad, would do like breakfast for dinner if he was cooking. I, okay. He cooks now, though. So like he, he can do it now. But at the time, he, he never really did it. breakfast for dinner if he had to do it. And they were like, they were good with that arrangement. Your parents are like, this is fine. This is fine. This works for everyone. Yeah, okay. I think so. So they didn't have like a gender war over it. I mean, there were gender wars going on at the time, <laughs> but you know, this wasn't you know 2009 when it was everywhere you turn, you know, gender wars. Gender wars. It's like anyone that's getting married, right there. Those parties are going to have gender wars. Yeah, you got to pick your sides. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll be right back. <laughs> Perfect. Podchap. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. Pod Chef, you know the deal. We season eight. are back. Season 8, episode 2. We're talking about Top Chef, season 6, episode 2. Gender Wars. We're in Las Vegas. Is it called Gender Wars? I thought it was Bachelor slash at party. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. They did constantly say we're, we're in the middle of a gender war. Um... 
and they talked about it and referenced it a lot, but you know, Peacock told me that it was Bachelor huh. slash at party. Okay, I was reading an article <laughs> Wait called called Top Chef Recap Gender Wars. Wait a second, Brian, did you watch the episode or did you just read an article about the I episode? Did re- I did watch the episode, okay, good. but in while I was like listening to you talk about your parent, your mom's cooking, I was like, oh, I should probably find the name of this episode so I can like do a nice smooth transition. Mm. I type in to the old Google machine, aka my computer, Top Chef season six episode two. The very first article. Well, so first of the first thing I did was skip the little part where it says the title of the episode thanks to Google, <laughs> and I went to the first article from from E from from Entertainment Weekly. Top Chef recap, gender wars. And I was like, that's what it is. <laughs> so looking at this again, it clearly says bachelorette, bachelor slash at party. Okay. So I apologize for that transition. Jamal, get well soon. Get well soon. That makes sense to me, you know, listeners, the four people that listened to the before part, when you were trying to, to tee up meet its or to say gender wars, and I was like, okay, I guess that leads into bachelor yeah. slash at party yeah. in some way. You didn't seem excited when I was like gender war. You just kept talking, and I was like, "He's not getting what I'm doing. <laughs> it's not like <laughs> getting my shit right now." Uh, okay, this is episode two of season six. We're in Las Vegas. It's called Bachelor Slash at Party, and um, like I said, we don't have a, a super clear thing to go to. To take some notes here. Well, oh, this is where I would say to press play um, on your. Um, on your eight track machine. Yes. Put in this episode of Top Chef. Get in your dad your your dad or your mom's gremlin. Throw in the Top Chef season six, episode two. Mm-hmm. Eight track. Press play on it. Yeah. Windows down. Windows down. Turn that bad boy up so everyone can hear it. Yeah, they want to hear it. Yeah. So we start off with learning that there is a bit of a sibling rivalry between yes. Michael Volt and Brian Volt's. 3000 wow and people are like why is brian people like how does brian not know he's a robot his last name is volt yeah and like it's so they added the the agio to try to confuse him but like it's it's volt mm-hmm. i think it's like a memory thing for michael because when brian you know initially showed up at his house and of course he looked exactly the same as same age and he said uh-huh. come with me if you want to live yeah he was so young, I don't think he retained a lot of the information of like what he initially looked like, what his yeah. name was, the way he talked and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So Yeah. Yeah. But there's there's a whole rivalry going on. You know, Brian has a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Michael would like to have one. Yep. Not mm-hmm. fair, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're upset and they want to beat each other. And that yep. makes sense. So we get to the top chef kitchen. Where they do all their cooking and uh, oh, Todd English is in there. And how do I know that? Because who wouldn't recognize Todd English? Yeah. It's another one of those lovely moments where they're like, okay, this person needs no introduction. Cut to someone telling me, thank God, who this person is. <laughs> I've never seen this asshole my entire life. No. No idea who this person is. Todd English. He's got a real shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> he's got something of a necklace underneath his shirt. I can't quite see it, but there is a necklace there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has yeah. a huge medallion that is constantly glowing. Um, <laughs> he's he's a little. I would describe him as stiff on camera. He's yeah. he's not very relaxed. He does pop next to the Voltagios, though. If you're mm. thinking of someone who doesn't have any uh, any life, also Eve. And I don't want to be mean with Eve, but she has kind of a 
thousand yard stare at all times. <laughs> and Poor I'm worried that I have that too, so I can say it because I feel like I have that look sometimes. You don't have Eve's look. So Eve <laughs> has resting smile face, <laughs> which I mean, we'll get into it. She's doing very well now. She seems like a very nice person, but it kind of makes her look a little dumb. Yeah. Or, or that she does isn't like processing what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. She's not like actively listening, but she yeah. is. It's just she unfortunately has a very interesting resting face. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then also she did a really shitty dish. So yeah. <laughs> that doesn't help. Maybe she is dumb. They walk into the thing, and not only is Todd English there, but it's also a roulette table. Mm-hmm. And okay, we're gonna start gambling. Yeah, we're gonna throw and- the dice. Kevin says this is the closest he's ever been to a roulette table, um, because he was afraid of them as a child growing I, up. They're big. Yeah, there's a lot of people. I mean, everyone grew up watching Casino, and it's like after Casino came out, it's like, am I gonna go close to a roulette table? Uh, no, no. Like crazy? Am I get nuts? Stabbed by James Woods. No Is that way. who it was? <laughs> no. Jim Woods? What's the name of the guy? Who's the guy that's like the druggie that's... Oh, I was thinking of the main guy in that movie with the, with the crazy laugh. <laughs> Pesci? No, not Pesci. Though. Pesci's got a good Oh, Ray Liotta, but that's Goodfellas. Oh, oops. <laughs> that's Goodfellas, baby. Uh... The better Pesci's one. In that. The better Mears movie. In that. John Manka's in that. Who's the James guy? Woods, you're James Woods. Right. James, oh James Woods, modern day Trumper. James Woods. Oh man, I'm so glad I nailed that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Kevin's afraid of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And he's like, "Oh my god, we've got the play roulette." And the answer is sort of what they have to do for this quick fire challenge is they have to roll the two dice. And they have to, and whatever number they land on between the two dice, is that how many ingredients they have to use. So if you get snake eyes, that's two ingredients. That's two ingredients. And we learn, which I, I didn't really initially think about this, but it's true from Michael Voltaggio that you don't want more ingredients. Less ingredients is easier. But if you have to like mess with like 15, 10 ingredients, he's like, that's going to be too messy. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think about that, but he's right. It's easier with less. I feel like everyone went really simple with this challenge anyway. I feel like even mm-hmm. the folks who had like 10 things, it was like, here's a piece of fish, and then I put a bunch of shit in a blender, and now it's sauce. Yes. Sauce happens. So, yeah. So, and also, this is a high-stakes quick fire, which means the winner not only gets immunity, but gets $15,000. And that means, if we're adjusting for inflation, whoever wins gets a billion dollars. Yeah. Right now... They would be awarded a cool billion dollars and like, oh, great. You know, finally I can pay, you know, one sixth of my student loan debt. Off. Yeah, I can fill the tank of my car. Yeah. Twice, I can maybe. Finally buy a bunch of Twinkies so I feel yeah. a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. Inflation's wild. We Michael see the says, sous vide boys. We see them sous vide for the first time, which I yes. think is fun. This With is very little time. Very little time. Part of the reason that you do it, get a nice sous vide in, get it in that bag, put it in there, and then all I have to do is sear it real quick right before, which is very smart. And it's a very, it's prominent throughout this season. Which you know, it's, it, there's there's long term storytelling in Top Chef. We see sous vide come out a little bit early. You hit it hard in the season finale last year, and now you're going to see it all throughout, executed perfectly by Voltaggios. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he puts some oil in a little bag, puts a fish in a little bag, and then he seals it, and then he puts it in some water, and then the Todd English says, "This is very rare. <laughs> this is rare. like it. You this just seem is, to like it. This tastes like shit to me. How do you feel about <laughs> it? 
Brian would, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Another, as a start of Brian, so this is like a running thing in the many seasons. Or is he just in two seasons? He does this and then the Masters one. Um, and then the All-Star one that happened the, recently. The Los Angeles, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he like notoriously does poorly in the quick fires. He like, I think the first one he wins is this most, whatever, latest season in Los Angeles. So it's a cornerstone of, of all Bry, Bry 3000. Yeah, he is in the bottom of this one. Todd English hated his shit. Um, but, oh gosh, can you believe it? His younger brother wins the quick fire. Oh, man. And puts it right in Brian's face. And he's like, look at this shit. I won $15,000, a.k.a. a billion dollars in yeah. 2022. Yeah, he gets right up in his face. He said, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about that? And they have a big fight. Mm-hmm. Huge fight. Yeah. They and just kind of roll around the ground. Mm-hmm. All the freaking tables fall over and stuff like that. They eventually yeah, break the it up. Yeah, the dirt sheets reported about it. There's a lot of backstage, <laughs> back kitchen drama there. Yeah. So that's done, and we're all having a good time. And then Padma says, well, let's keep the Vegas stuff going because we're in Vegas. We're going to have us a good old-fashioned bachelor slash et cook off cook off you're gonna break up into teams and guess what these teams are these teams are gendered you're gonna be on a boy team and a girl team and the boys gonna cook for the girl and the girls gonna cook for the boy yes and the way that we learn what these bachelor and bachelorettes like is they bring their three favorite shots and these shots flavors are a Moscow mule, which is what the lady says. Shot one, <laughs> Moscow mule. Moscow mule. Okay. We all know what that is. Mm-hmm. Shot two, tequila with a little orange on top of it. Yeah. And shot three is a gooey shot. <laughs> he describes it as being gooey. This thing is so gooey. And if you are imagining the shot, the gooey shot, yes, it's like you kind of hold it up and you just suck. It just slowly kind yeah. of goops out down yeah. into someone's mouth. Yeah, and you're partying. Yeah, you're partying so hardy. Um, yeah, they have to pa- pair it with shots, which is stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was asking my wife about this. I was like, when was the last time I like took a shot? And I think it was like at my wedding because people uh-huh. asked to do it, so I did yeah. it. Prior to that, I mean, maybe college. Uh-huh. When was the last time you had a shot? Was it a wedding? No, I've done, um, I've gone to, I think maybe the last time that I did a shot, I think Karen and I went to a restaurant in Brooklyn that their whole thing was like, you know, we do like tequila and fancy stuff. And after our Mm -hmm. meal, they gave us tequila shots. Okay. So it was given to you. It wasn't like you were like, man, I'm going to take a shot right now. Yeah. I, but I'm like the person, like any party that I'm at, I'm when like, there's a group that's like, we're doing shots. I'm like, Hey, and I put my head there. (laughs) Okay. And I'm, you know, I'm, but we've established that I am like the scum of this podcast. Like if, if, no, not scum. You're more of like the party animal of the podcast. You're like the, um, you're the poochie. I'm the Poochie, and everyone loves Poochie. Mm. Long, long tail on that guy. Really stuck around for a while. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I think shots are fun. I, I, I like a place that you go to that gives you like a, a six dollar PBR in a shot sort of situation. I'll do that. I didn't know that. So uh, that is a thing that like you can go and they're like, oh, here's a, a beer and a shot is like a deal at places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was only into movies. 
No, I think it's called a boiler maker. Is that what it's called? No, maybe it's a drink. I don't know. Mm. I think it's fun. Shots can be fun. When I when I was going to my hometown a lot as an adult, we would go to Chatty's Lounge quite a bit. Um, and uh, <laughs> my my friend, um, who they're a bunch of party people there. Him and his wife would be like, "Hey, let's let's like buy shots." And I was like, "Cool, yeah, I'm down to uh, blackout." Um, she would always get the same shot, so <laughs> she would always order a redheaded slut for the <laughs> shot, which I that, think is that's the name of the shot, right? Yes, yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. And I think it's like Red Bull and some kind of alcohol, vodka, who, probably who vodka, knows? Red Bull vodka, yeah. But the reason she would do it is because her husband, my my friend, his ex wife, his ex girlfriend was a redhead, so she would do that, and she'd be like, <laughs> and it was like the funniest thing in the entire world. That is a pretty hilarious joke to play mm-hmm. on your husband, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially if you don't like that shot. Like that's that's a cool thing to do. Really yeah. stick it to him. Yeah, yeah. I think shots like they, you know, they mentioned Kevin was talking about how you know he he had a bachelor party and it was very debaucherous. Debaucherous. Yeah, and I mean, in case you're thinking about it, yes, Tom was there. Oh, of course. And Tom was running the show. Mm-hmm. Tom was like head head of debauchery basically for <laughs> for the bachelor party. He as soon as they all showed up, you know, he got him on the party bus. He said, "Okay, everyone, we're gonna let's everyone shut off all, your phones. Everyone shut off your phones, and you're gonna throw your phones in these bags, mm-hmm. you know." And he had this bag. They all threw it, in, and then he just like tied a knot and then threw it out the window. <laughs> And you'll said, get it back at the end of the party but they did not <laughs> they did not those phones are gone he said okay everyone we're all gonna show each other our butts <laughs> the bond over everyone get out your butt we're all gonna look at each other's butts uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but compare. i think it, we're gonna yeah, compare we're gonna compare but i think it was just like he had a weird i guess it was like a boil or something like that and he just really was wanting to <laughs> everyone to look at it and like get an opinion on if he should see a doctor about it or something and you know unlike being possibly being too horny if you do have a big boil on your butt show it to your friends yes go there first yeah go, go there first you. they'll, they'll tell you, know. you. um yep. Ashley's very upset about this whole situation because at this point in time, they're not allowing gay marriage Hmm. and I am not gay. So I don't want to give an opinion on this, but um, I'm just putting it out there. That's the (laughs) wedding still existed. So I don't know why you'd be like, I don't want to do this. Um, I mean, I think it was, so it would have been 2009. Um, So it was probably a big, hot topic issue at that was it the hot topic at the time yeah i think so so um yeah it was i mean top chef especially this season which has so many problems in terms of like the way a lot of the men treat the women and stuff like that it's yes it's it's an interesting season to also be like oh we're gonna follow this narrative of someone talking about you know this this issue it almost seems out out of the tone of the rest of the season Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, nice to have it in there because you learn more about the the chefs and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting. But that's a thread throughout the whole episode. Yeah. It doesn't really come up, though. I thought she would bring it up, but she does not. Uh, I think if she'd been in the bottom, she might have brought it up. Maybe. Well, no, she, she is in the bottom. bottom. Yeah, She's yeah, in the yeah. bottom. She was like the top of the bottom. Yeah. It's like sense. her one thing, but they hated her. Um, uh, Penacota. Penacota. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, you see it a couple of times, but yeah. Uh, another thing, you know, we talked last season about how Carla is just like a star. She's like a yes. Medi Raid star. Medi Raid. Medi Raid. What is the what fuck are you is wrong? To say? Ready made. Ready made. What were you saying? Ready. I don't think I can Medi-raid. re-say it. Medi Raid. It was like some dyslexia stuff. It was oh, weird. No. Anyway, oh, no. um, I might be having a stroke. Uh, I'll watch out for the signs. Yeah, thank you. Um, Carla was a star. I think Jin is someone who would be is a very good star now. Like yes. I see her in in her talking heads, and like she talks in her talking in her in her interview, and she talks about how like she hates that they're doing yes. gender you know, base elimination challenges, thinks it sucks. Um, which is like, I feel like both her opinions and also her take, which is like very relatable the way she talks about things. Like at a certain point, she's like, I'm going to get whatever she ended up with. She's like, lamb, I think they don't like it. She's like, if it doesn't, I don't know, figure something else out. And I think she's like very relatable person. She, mm-hmm. She's like, she's kind of like an Alison Roman where she like talks the way we talk. Um, which is very, <laughs> very hip now. But I feel like at the time it was kind of like there wasn't. You wanted a lot of to that. be a big person for TV. You wanted to be like the biggest personality. That's right. To make to get TV time. So they should give her a show. She should be on more shows. It did seem like I mean, like looking back at this season, it does seem like the men were like, like, better chefs at the time. I don't know if that's the case. I mean, like from this season, very few women have moved forward and still around. Jen is still around doing stuff um but the men in this season they're all kind of in the zeitgeist of like celebrity chefs also, yeah except for like eli and um eli you know, the troll at, at one point uh the one guy was but then he was a bad guy so he told him to go away yes yeah but, i mean i think there's a lot of and when we kind of see this they did this a lot more in these seasons where there's a couple of people that are a little too green maybe to be on top yeah. chef but it's like intentional that they put them there for a bit of a balance, but I don't think they ever really do well. Maybe Kwame, I guess he probably was that he fit maybe that, that role in his season and he did very well. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's clear that like the Voltagios and like Kevin, especially I, I think, and then I would put Jen in that bracket too. I think are a cut above everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Um, and is very That's, exciting. Like even Mike Isabella, I think it's just like, they're, they're just kind of in a different tier than everyone yeah, else. Yeah. So they have to make food. They have 800 bucks per team, I think, to make food. Or it might be per person. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, they talk to the to the bride and the groom, bachelor, bachelorette, figure out what they like. Uh, the answer is mostly fish. It's mm-hmm. What they like is fish. Get those fish. They cook a ton of fish. Everything is kind of fish in this mm-hmm. thing, um, except for Ashley, who does a watermelon gazpacho, which sounds really good. Yeah. And uh, Michael, who does... A fucking guacamole filled meringue, which just sounds and looks awful. What the fuck is this thing? I don't know. He made a meringue and it was guac and apparently it was very good. They loved it. They loved it. It sounds awful. But it looks like it should be very sweet. Yeah. It doesn't look like what it is. Um, It's very cheeky what he has done. Um, they do both the Voltagios do a lot of very clever things. Yeah. And later in the season, I think there's a lot of people that are like very enamored by them. The other chefs contestants, cause I, there's just no one else like the two of them. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the, uh, yeah, everyone else is very good, but, um, they do a lot of that kind of cheeky stuff. Um, Hector made tofu ceviche. Yeah. And, uh, you may think that that's brave and Tom agrees as he said that he's surprised that 
anyone had the huevos to make this, which of course is <laughs> he said Spanish. Which, um, <laughs> he's like, you know, what I did there. Uh, yeah, he's I like, spoke, I, spoke I know a little bit of Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like said, Please don't say that again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Um, we get a nice. Uh, so they have these little. I feel like maybe they did it last season too where they have these like small little clips that are like unrelated to the episode mm-hmm. itself but happened maybe at that time and they do it uh this one is of mike isabella talking about how he likes to give out nicknames <laughs> that's his deal he gives people nicknames kevin and eli are the pickle brothers <laughs> and i mean this is a very hard one to decipher why are they the pickle brothers <laughs> he comes to tell us is because they eat pickles <laughs> He calls. Is it? It's Petey, right? Is that her name? Preethy. Preethy. He calls her Purdy because he can't say her name. So I have the same problem, I guess. <laughs> uh, so I mean, it really reveals him to be an asshole and yeah, uh, total the, trash. The, total, the type of person that you would get sick of very quickly. Oh my god! Could you imagine hanging out with him? Yeah, I mean, I, there's not a lot of if any like actual physical altercations in top chef but he does feel like the the most likely to get punched in the face yeah it's a very punchable <laughs> face mike isabella he, yeah and he like he really i think he'd be the kind of person that like if he got punched in the face he would have deserved it 100 percent. but mm. then he would have been like i'm gonna sue he you know what i was thinking about this watching the episode he reminds me of like the type of guy you go over to like a sleepover at a friend's house and he's the kid there that was kind of like, let's look at porn, guys. <laughs> and everyone else was kind of like, we're too young. We don't want to do that. And he's like, Kyle, let's look at some porn, right? Oh, I do it all the time at my dad's house. I do it all the time. When I'm at my dad's on weekends, he lets me look at all the porn I want. <laughs> let's just do weirdo. Let's, don't invite Mike over again. He's weird. <laughs> we're playing soccer in the back, and he started crying before he even started playing. <laughs> Uh, any more takes on the? I don't have anything to say about the food. Stuff looks good or not good. It's um, all kind of fish based. Yeah, the food itself. No. Uh, the event. Are, are we going to go to the actual event now and talk about sure. that? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. So we. This is nice because we 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 get some answers on the backstory of the first episode. How did the Voltagios get sunburned? The answer is <laughs> at the pool party. You can see it happening. At one point, I think. Someone, even Michael, maybe said, "Man, it's hot out here." And I said, "Those boys, that skin's getting burnt now. I can see it happen, and it does. Very, very sunburned." Um. Also, Tom is wearing glasses. Some glasses oh that goodness. are akimbo. Yeah, <laughs> they're kind of at a slant, so he's kind of looking like weakened at Bernie's. Like he's propped up. It's a yeah. fun little back area, them hiding out from the heat, eating these little snacks. Uh, everyone looks very hot. It's probably miserable there. Mm-hmm. But you know, it is that dry heat. And uh, you don't sweat as much there. It's really, it's actually not bad. It's Mm-mm. actually kind of nice. It's not like a humid heat, like you live on a swamp. Oh, boy. Um, um, they're, they're having a bunch of fun. The bachelors are there. The bachelor, it's the same party. So, I mean, that's kind of. I didn't have a bachelor party, but I don't think I'd want it with the bachelorette party. No, it was 
it was a little weird. I guess, you know, the the Bachelor had sunglasses on. He had, like, Bono-like sunglasses. He also had, like, his... Sh- Everyone was kind of, like, dressed for the pool. He had a full-on button-up shirt on. Yeah. Something that would be very uncomfortable, probably, to be outside. Of course, yeah. there is gratuitous shots of the women getting undressed to get into the pool. It's very disgusting. They should just edit that stuff out now. You don't really yeah. need it. Um, yeah, there was also what was that weird point? There was a point where oh, the boys jump into the pool. Yep, yep. The ladies see. They're like, at one point we look over and Ron is taking his chef's shirt off, and we say that is so disrespectful and unprofessional. And then before we know it, they're in the pool. Yep, bunch of big boys in the pool. Someone says, I don't remember who it is. Says, would you rather see girls in the pool or fat boys? <laughs> is there another option? <laughs> what about cute boys what if there yeah. are cute boys in the pool yeah. fat boys that seems kind of Ron funny. jumps in and I hear Kevin or Eli go big Ron <laughs> both of those are big guys so that's pretty great big Ron Ron's fantastic this is a good cast honestly this is a real solid cast it's a great cast um, a, lot of, a lot of good yeah pickle brothers you gotta I think it's a good mix of which I think any reality, especially like competition stuff, you want a mixture of ext- like really interesting talent. Um, I-, I think you also want some shitty people too, and then yeah. characters. And I think yeah. that like gives you a little bit of everything throughout the episode. It also creates comedy, which yeah. I think like is a lot of times the hardest thing in reality shows to create because people are just not funny. Um, but if you have like this interesting balance of personalities, it just like naturally creates good comedy. Yeah. Uh, organic comedy. The best. What the fuck was that? I wanted to find. There was something that someone said that was really weird. What was it? Um. Oh, I think it was like the the bachelorette, the the bride was was like drinking a shot, and was like a friend said something to the bachelor or to, to the groom about how he's like, oh, your wife's the one with the drinking problem or something like that. And I was like, hey, you guys should <laughs> cut that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think they were like, we're gonna outdrink you guys. Yeah, yeah. Carrie was like, when I explained the, the, the to Carrie, she was like, "Are they having a shot with every meal?" And I, was like, I think they're sipping the shots. Yeah, they're having a little sip. It is like, I don't know. I know I already kind of talked about like I don't do shots anymore, but I, I haven't had like a meal. Like I kind of get tequila and something I get, but like a shot of anything and then being like, I'm gonna eat this piece of food now and see if it pairs well with it. Does no. it? Like sipping it, I get it. Like hard alcohol, any kind of alcohol, so I like I get the but like a shot of it. Anyway, um, judges table. Should judges get into table. It? Judges table. Yep. They, they um. Someone says you you ladies think you won, and um. I think it was Jesse was like, listen, are you guys think you're gonna bring home the gold? And Jesse says, I'm Michael Phelps, baby. Huge right. laugh, massive yeah. laugh. Yeah, you drop that joke now, and. Uh... And a lot of people go, who is that? Who are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Who? The guy the, the guy from the subway ads about depression texting? Mm. Okay, now I know who you're talking about. Smoke a bong in the pool, that guy? Yeah. Oh, what he has gold medals? Gold? I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know that guy. The subway guy? Never heard of him. The guy in jail? <laughs> <laughs> so they pull out uh, four people, and it's Hector and Brian and Michael and Eli. That's right. And they go, congratulations, you're the winning team, and you are the top four people of the 
day. Yes. Whatever. They did very well. Gail says, I can't count the amount of tuna tartars I've had. <laughs> and this one was special. And I feel the same way. I am always eating tuna tartar all the time. So when something special like that comes out, you know, that I taste, it really sticks out. Yeah. It just, it's every, I mean, like, can we stop with the tuna tartar for like a second? Yeah. I mean, the McDonald's, the McTartar. McTartar. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, thankfully, it's only like a limited time thing comes out. But, yeah. you know, it, no one needs it. No. no one needs it. You don't need it. It's We're eating it all the time. Yeah. But if you can turn it around, make it something interesting, hey, good on you. <laughs> like you said, um, uh, Brian did that weird guac meringue thing michael did some like weird frozen thing he did a an apple cookie goat cheese cookie thing that they went gaga over yes i forget what hector did he did some he did a tofu ceviche that's right that's right right. they also loved he had the huevos to do Mm -hmm. and um like we said winner we didn't say, but winners Brian with the weird guacamole thing. He did it. Brian wins, and they, you know, he's very thankful. He knew that if he didn't win, they would, um, of course, erase his memory. Um, <laughs> so he was very thankful for that. And his memory is intact. Um, yeah, they they of course then have to go back and bring back some of their friends. Their friends being Eve, Jesse, Preeti, and Ashley. The four line up in front of the judges. They go, let's start with Jesse, and she starts crying. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so hard to watch. I mean, it could, I mean, obviously it's edited down, but I'm like, it seems like immediately they start yeah. talking to her and she starts crying. And it's like, oh, man. And then it cuts to Gail, who like stops making eye contact. She's like, yeah, it just wasn't um, good. Like, yeah, it like, just, it really was disgusting. I didn't want to eat your trash food. <laughs> She's crying the whole time. Immediately crying. She has a lot. I don't mind, you know, I'm not a, like, a, an old, person who's like oh all these all these piercings but they're all so close together <laughs> piercings like are too close together for you it's like they would like hit a bunch it's like a lip one a, a, a bottom lip top lip nose they're all just so close yeah can you imagine masking up with those things on oh my goodness fast forward her to 2021 right <laughs> she's like i'm gonna do this thing yeah um, they hate her shit. They hate Preeti's shit. They really hate her stuff too. Ashley, I think Ashley's the first person to hit us with, I'm not a pastry chef. Then why'd you do a pastry? Yeah, then why'd you do a pastry? She was like, I thought I had enough time, but then I fucked it up. Um, she says it when, when she's making it. She's like, I don't do pastries, but fuck it, why not? Like, have yeah. you ever watched this show before? You can't be like that on the show. Gotta come in with a plan. Yeah, and then and then work back from there. You can't just be too spontaneous in that way. She is no. good. Ashley is good. I feel like if I'm remembering the season correctly, she does a couple of really good things and then eats it. But um, and then she did very well with her watermelon. They um, love that. Which if she just done that, she wouldn't have been there. You but wouldn't have to be inter- in my office. They were interrogating her about the um, panna cotta. Yes. She said bay like 40 times in 10 seconds. She, like back and forth, they were like, use the bay. Yeah, use the bay. Use the fresh bay or the dry bay. Well, I had the dry bay, but I used some of the fresh bay. Well, I just use all fresh bay if you got fresh bay. bay. Yeah, and I was like, oh my God, I sound I feel crazy now. <laughs> it was it was bay overload. Um yeah. It, it, it 
didn't Tom Tom was an advocate for you have to use fresh, use or, fresh or, or being cons- consistent, I guess, with the type that yes. you're making. Yeah, that was yeah. what it was about. Use the fresh bay. Yeah, I'll use the fresh bay next time. It's some of the dry bay. Yeah. I was like, what are they talking about? Oh, bay leaves. Mm-hmm. Bay leaves. So they sent them away so they can finish talking about them. Oh, they, what was it? Who was it? Was it Preeti that did something where she was kind of pushing back on them a little bit? And she mentioned that like a lot of people liked it and oh, kept coming back. back. You come back for more, yeah. And I was thinking Crowd about that. Pleaser. I was like, that would really fuck with you if you yeah. if you were on that show and you cooked something and it was like for these regular people and they're like, oh, this is great. They kept coming back and then you went to judge the table and they were like, that was disgusting. Like it would be <laughs> confusing because you're like, well, some people liked it, right? It couldn't have been yeah. that bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm did she even like, say at the beginning of the episode who to cook for? Was that her who was like, I don't know who to cook for, who to cook for? The judges are for the challenge. She might have, yeah. Always cook for the judges. Yeah. Uh, they get sent away, they get brought back, and they eliminate um, old uh, resting smile face Eve. Yeah. Poor Eve. And, sh- and she takes it well or bad. I can't tell. Same face the whole time. She just like, she says, they go home, and same look. Very hard to tell if she's disappointed or not. It's all about Eve. Um,. She eats it. She goes home. Um, she So she mentions in her exit interview that she was just like, she felt like she couldn't really be her natural self and cook. Mm-hmm. She also gave the the old, they didn't get my shit. Mm-hmm. They didn't get, I actually do crazy stuff that doesn't taste good. And I think it's interesting. A lot of my friends say, good job. And I guess here, they don't like that. Was it her that said that the, that, um, the the critique of her was like she just put shit together and seeing if it works yeah that's so pretty much what tom think, said <laughs> we don't think she knows what she's doing she's just trying things and seeing if it works yeah just throwing it together without like really well in their opinion knowledge of like what would work together right yeah yeah, yeah. and maybe it's true maybe she got out of her own maybe she saw the crazy shit everyone was doing and i was like oh shit i gotta try some crazy stuff yeah so her little food had a popcorn on it which the bachelor liked yeah, he was like, this is delicious. Thank you. I wanted the popcorn. Tom said, it's disgusting. This is food for common people. <laughs> You're an idiot. You're, you, you actually, you, you, you like, you, you actually you like, like this? this? Gross. You're a moron. You're an idiot. I got something on my butt that's hurting me. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Take a look at this. I gotta go to a doctor. <laughs> um, Reeves, do you know where she is now? I do. So she's actually done very well for herself, okay. um, which is always exciting when it's someone that's been you don't see a lot of now anymore. So Eve Fernandez, uh, she is a chef and owner of Fritz. I think it's Bandinos. Okay, Bandinos in uh, Michigan. So there's there's I think two. Um, there's two restaurants, like two versions. There's one in Ann Arbor and one in Detroit. Looks like it's won a bunch of awards. Okay. Uh, it's like Cuban culture inspired restaurant. There was like burgers, milkshakes. It looks good. Like it okay. looks like a really good restaurant. I If I lived there, I would go to it. You'd it go seems there? like she's doing well. Yeah. Good so for good you. for her. Good for you to come up from getting the, the second elimination in season six. You know what? It's a hard season. It's yeah. A hard season. Difficult season. You were there. You made it there. That's good enough. And now you're kicking ass in Michigan. Yeah. Um, is that where the episode ends now? Do we are we is this is this goodbye? There used to be Brian Jackson in yeah, action, but that got retired. That. And then there was the Reeves moment of 
sassy or something. Sassy, rebellion. but that yeah, rebellion. But we got rid of that. And then Jamal did something. I mean, I know a lot of people don't listen to the beginning part of the episode, but it feels like a nice bookend would be for us to maybe do the commercial for the. Okay. Okay. If you're All too right. horny. Okay. Okay. So okay, before we do that, um, folks. We're still sitting at 39 reviews. <laughs> I think it went down. I think I checked it the other day and it went down and I was like, what the okay, hell? Someone took away their review. Someone Don't was do so... that. Oh, no, wait, it's back. Think. Oh, wait, we got another one. <gasps> is there, is there words? Wait a second. Okay. Okay. This will send us out. Mine still says 39. <gasps> it's a new one. There's a new one. Okay. We'll read we it live. Wait, though. is this very, yeah. <laughs> Maybe cut this. I think it's embarrassing for us no, to read this. No, this is fun because we found it on the on the fly. This is very nice that someone wrote a... I, I want to read it first just to make sure that there's nothing mean that's said and we need to not say it. No, I think it's good. Okay, you want to read it? Uh, no, you do it. Okay, so great show. Five wow. stars. Absolutely one of the most entertaining podcasts out there. And most of the time, the talk... Uh, most of the time, the talk a little about my favorite show, Top Chef. <laughs> LOL. LOL. So glad I found it. Found it right before season 19 with listening to all of that one and the rewatch of season five. Great show. Okay. Thank you. That means a lot. We really appreciate you. Yeah. We're still at 39 somehow, but we do like that. Yeah. Somehow, great show when you submitted yours, it deleted another one. And it's some trick that Apple Podcast is playing on us where they won't Put us at 40, which would really help my brain it to really see it helps. at 40. 39 is a weird number. So go ahead. Be like. What was her name? I think it was pun 74. Pun 74. Very nice. Thank you. Leave us a nice review. Um, and we'll read it on the podcast like this in a very weird, awkward, kind of self-serving, masturbatory way. I think definitely cut this. <laughs> nope. Here we go. So. uh so it's a gritty cut. It's a gritty cut. We're starting far away from this like nice like Tesla car. Mm-hmm. And it's in this like parking garage, dark, dimly lit parking garage. And it's the only car in there. Slow pan kind of pulling in on this <laughs> on this Tesla. And we see inside the window a doctor in a lab coat just going to town. My wife is gonna be so angry. She's pissed. The window rolls Damn down it. and it's like he's ah. never seen a camera before in his life. Hey, are you too horny? Have you had it looked at yet? You gotta have it looked at. Hey. The other window rolls down. He's forced to look out that window. Check out these charts. He pulls out a chart and it says it goes from red to green. You got three levels of horniness. Green, not horny at all. Yellow, horny, you should think about it, but don't see a doctor. Don't bother me with it. Red, come to my office. I'll cut the horny out of you. <laughs> the uh, sunroof opens. He looks up the sunroof. Hey, I have a license. I am no longer in jail. I can do any operation I need to. Ah, oh, damn it. I got more low main on me. There's a knock on the back window. It's a security guard hitting it with his nightstick. Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> Call me if you if you're too horny. Call me one eight hundred. Get rid of the horny. And it's me, uh, Doctor Pupaccio. <laughs> he says, "I know it's very funny." Uh, camera starts to slowly fade away. The security guard goes back over to the driver's side. We see them arguing. We gotta hear murmuring. We're not quite sure what it is, but we like hear it. 
Uh, all of a sudden, the Bang! door opens up. <laughs> he shoots the security guard in the foot. The security guard is screaming and jumping around. He throws the car in neutral, spins those tires, gets out of there, runs forward, stops right at the camera, looks out the passenger side window and says, That's 1-800-STOP-YOUR-HORNINESS. I can help you. I think I just killed a man. Sirens are in the background. Helicopter. It's like GTA. He's got the five-star rating on the top. It's like, you should leave us five stars. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Um. So with that, we're going to pack our knives and go. Bye. This is fun. This is great, guys. You guys got something here. This is fun.